Hi, everybody. This is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. On last week's podcast, we were talking to our globetrotting friends, Mark and Cherry Grashow, and I stopped them just as they were on the verge of telling their latest story about a trip that they took to Zimbabwe. Well, here is part two of that conversation, a story of something that they did that led, you could say, to a chain reaction that's affected tens of thousands of lives. So what else could we possibly call this tale of the liberation of tremendous energy but E equals MC squared on a human scale? Today's morning story from the Grash House. In 2003, we were invited to a wedding in Zambia and while we were there, we went to visit some friends in Zimbabwe. And there, while we saw all the tourist sites and went to the markets and things like that, we also asked to see some schools. And we discovered in the southern part of Zimbabwe, they had nothing. No textbooks, no teaching supplies, no school supplies for the children. We decided that maybe there was something we could do. Having been a teacher for 35 years, I had memories of huge dumpsters uh, full of, of thousands and thousands of books that schools discarded. In American schools. In America. Uh-huh. And it became very clear that it would become possible to transport these books to Zimbabwe. They didn't have something that there was an abundance, abundance of. Abundance of, That right. was, in fact, treated almost like garbage. In New York. Right. Absolutely. I mean, and we've launched on a whole new program. We go into a school and we say uh, to each department, do you have books that you no longer use? Mm-hmm. They give that to us. Mm-hmm. Then we go and we ask the students to donate pencils, pens, soap, uh, children's books that they loved as, you know, when they were children, mm-hmm. sports equipment, and we send that all in a 40-foot container. One of these big things you see stacked up on the docks in New York. Right. right. We can put about a thousand boxes in one of those containers. And how much did you collect? Uh, probably 20,000 textbooks, 10,000 children's books, lots of sports equipment, toiletries. Right now we're collecting bicycles. What happens to all this stuff? It's all offloaded into basically classrooms, and it's broken up by school. Mm-hmm. We put it on trucks ourselves with help, and we deliver it to the schools. And we were able to see children reading, sitting under a tree, suddenly having books to read, a library to take books from, with pencils and paper, writing their assignments out. In one school, a woman came over to me to tell me that school had received some of the sneakers that were discarded at one of the high schools in New York. Uh And she came to me to say that she was raising her orphan nephew. He had not had shoes in two years, and today was the first day that he had walked to school wearing his sneakers. These schools are very rural, and some of them are like three hours away from any, any town. They have no electricity and basically no books. So imagine all of a sudden you deliver 200 National Geographic and kids who have never really watched TV uh, suddenly see what the world is like through all these books. It's all pretty astounding. One of the other things that we, you know, we did not think about or realize, I mean, a lot of the kids there were not playing sports because they only owned one outfit. They mm-hmm. had basically the school uniform, and that was the only thing that they owned. Yeah. So they would not play sports in fear of you know, getting it dirty, tearing it. But now that they have the uniforms, what they call uniforms, you know, all these T-shirts and shorts and sneakers, uh, they 
will play sports, join teams, and the enthusiasm is, you know, very, very high. One school that we heard about, they had had about 15 children in that preschool class. As a result of our bringing toys, their enrollment has jumped to 80. Now the children go to school, they have toys to play with, and they're much more excited about being there. And the parents <laughs> have started libraries that they, they go to at night, the ones that have electricity. You know, they had tiny little closets, basically, was a library. Now they have whole rooms where people come in and read, and kids can actually borrow a book and take it home, where they were never able to do that before. What's in it for you guys personally? Uh, for me, it's just a, it's a, it puts, it leaves me sky high. It's a, it just made, it feels, you know, fills me up. <laughs> I don't know. To see what you can do and how you can change lives. Basically what a lot of teachers uh, go into the profession for. It just makes you feel that it, whether you've helped one child or 10 or 18,000, as we seem to be doing with this project, just that you can have a positive impact on these children's lives and on their communities' lives. They have so little. Just, just, just a touching little thing. Uh, someone had donated 200 suits for us to bring up there. Mm -hmm. And again, we took them because somebody donated them. We didn't really think very much about the, the consequences. But the, the suits were incredibly popular. And we went to one school, and they had a very nice principal there who showed us around, and we met with the staff, and we met with the students, and we had about an hour planning session with the teachers, and it was a wonderful visit. And as we were about to leave, well, the principal motions to me, so I come over, and he says, can I, can I talk to you for a minute? And I say, sure. So he brings me into his office, and we sit down, and he informs me that he's retiring at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And I said, wow, that's wonderful. Congratulations. You must be so proud. You did a wonderful job. And he says, no, no, no. Does this mean I don't get a suit? <laughs> <laughs> so I reassured him that uh, absolutely he'll get, a, he'll get a suit. So, But the people there are absolutely extraordinary. They're, they treasure their children. They treasure education. They work incredibly hard. As we were unloading the boxes, the primary school that was nearby came marching over. About 300 children of ages, probably 6 to 10 or 12, came marching to greet us. And it was wonderful. And they were all excited to see us. And I immediately pulled out a book. I wanted to show them what we had brought, at which point 300 children circled around me. And each one was raising a hand to tell me they recognized an animal or a shape, as I pointed out the pictures. Once we finished going through the book, I started singing that classic children's song, If You're Happy and You Know It, Clap Your Hands. Mm -hmm. And there I was with 300 children I had never met before, who certainly had never attended school, and we were singing along, and it was one group, all of us together. And that was a pretty special moment for me. I, I have a feeling they're going to start naming a school or two after after <laughs> no, you guys there and maybe a statue and that'd be great but in a way i i, I kind of hope they don't if if that means that it'll become easy then for someone to forget that first and foremost you guys are just wonderful human beings well thank you thank you Toby. We, yeah. we try to fly under the radar <laughs> well more power to you Let's just say one thing, and that is that the organization, the nonprofit organization that we've formed, the U.S. Africa Children's Fellowship, um, is just a beginning, and I think it can really have an opportunity to impact on children's lives and keep us busy in our retirement, that's for sure. Have you got a website? <laughs> it's 
coming up. You know, you got to have websites, 21st century. I know. <laughs> and here we are podcasting, so we want to have something that people can link to. So you yeah. got you got to get well, hip enough to get yourselves a website, okay? Okay. Yes. And let us know what it is. I agree a thousand percent. Okay, and then we can pass it on. Okay. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Okay, okay thanks, Tony. Talk Bye. to you soon. Bye. Bye. So that was today's morning story from Mark and Sherry Grashow on the physics of giving <laughs> equals MC squared. I'm, I'm here in the studio with Gary Mott. You're smiling, Gary. <laughs> you know, it sure beats golf. <laughs> At least I think it would. Yeah. Or I mean, what a great feeling to yeah. affect such change in the lives of, of people. And also, they're, they're in a position where they can give the people whom they're helping an opportunity to express the gratitude and, in a sense, give something back. You know, Sherry told me that when that woman told her about the uh, the kid she was taking care of who was able to wear sneakers for the first time in three years, she said that woman stayed there and waited for her to come, Sherry, for at least four hours. She had no idea when Sherry was going to show up, but it meant something to her. The gift wasn't complete until she had a chance to take Sherry by the hand and say, thank you, and I want you to know exactly where that gift went and the difference that it made. I mean, that, yeah. that what a reward that is. Always happy to hear from the Crash House. It's always a lift to know what they're up to. And it's always a lift to yes. hear from... Oh, to hear from some of our, our listeners. You bet. T2 Muser. I might be an email address. I listen to a wide variety of podcasts, but if I had to unsubscribe to all but five... This would be one of those that remained. Try a couple and see for yourself. <laughs> well, you know, I like to know what the other four are because we're always on the lookout for uh, podcasts that people enjoy and are willing to take with them to a desert island. <laughs> we got a, an email from uh, Hawaii from uh, someone whose first name is Candle. She says, I love downloading uh, the morning stories and listening at night in Hawaii while I work at my computer. Thanks for the good work. I really enjoy them. It makes book work a lot easier. We also heard from Paul here in Massachusetts. I found Morning Stories on iTunes about six months ago and have enjoyed it ever since. I listened to the beautiful music accompanying... Oh, that Caleb Smith story? The Caleb Smith story, actually. New York. Yeah. yeah, actually one foot in front of the other. I heard the credit to Leanne Westover and Deidre Rodman. Can you tell me the name of the cut and the album from which it is drawn. They're two of the four just delicious lascivious biddies, and I was visiting with them, and they heard this song, which they hadn't recorded yet, so I asked them if they would record it for us. And uh, it just so happens that I think their latest podcast, which is at... Uh, uh, well, the URL for their website is biddiesforever.com. So That's the number four. And their latest podcast actually is about the recording of that song, which is called Ozone Haze. They are so good. Can't get it out of my mind. Also, we have been getting some information just in general about the number of people who've been downloading Morning Stories. And I just wanted to pass on some information about you guys. 12,000 downloads from China, Mm. 13,000 from Japan, Mm -hmm. and, you know, Korea, UK, Spain, Ireland, Malaysia... The list goes on. Over a million and a half downloads. You know, it's nice to hear those numbers, but you know what I would love to hear is where we are on you when you download us, where you're dragging us to in the course of your day. The more we can hear from you and where you're getting us, frankly, the more inspiring it will be. One group that must remain faceless, but what a human institution, Ipswich. 
the leader in file transfer software, the people who have been funding this podcast pretty much since we got started. That's IPSWITCH.com, their website, if you want to know more. And I just sent Ipswich a group of letters uh, mm-hmm. from listeners who wrote into morning stories at WGBH.org, right. our email address. And they said, I checked out Ipswich, and they've got some great products out there. They were thrilled beyond belief. They said, I don't only listen to you, but I appreciate Ipswich's help. That's it. Thank you so much. You have no idea how helpful that is. You really have no idea. <laughs> keep doing what you've been doing all along. In the, I guess, over millions now, keep listening, and we'll be there for you next Friday. See you then. Bye-bye.